Hi, I'm Paya Coslow, and I'm here today with Wendy Hayes. I'm a family law attorney, and Wendy is a certified divorce financial analyst. We have put together this podcast to give you helpful information to get started to prepare for an intentional and effective divorce process. Wendy, today we've chosen the interesting and challenging topic of realistic expectations. People come in with a whole host of questions and thoughts, and sometimes the ideas that they're starting out with might not be grounded in reality. And that's the hardest part of the process is to to get to a realistic place, to be practical while helping them achieve and be successful and feel good about the process. What do you think is the number one idea that needs to be addressed when we talk about setting realistic expectations? Well, I think the very first thing that people need to understand is that life is going to be different. You cannot always maintain the same lifestyle that you had prior to going through your divorce. And change can be scary. And people are typically fearful of what they don't know. So where I typically try and help my clients is to give them a a complete realistic understanding of their financial situation, not only as to where they are today in their married life, but what that is going to look like once they've gotten their divorce finalized and help them to come up with a clear path to go forward. And then As you know, sometimes that means that we have to be the voice of reality and that perhaps you can't maintain the marital home on going forward. And there are changes that you may have to make, and that can be scary. What is the first step you would take in in working with someone to understand what that situation might look like? So I like to come up with what we refer to as a marital balance sheet that shows them what their assets and their debts are and what a division of those assets and debt will look like. And then the other thing that is also equally important is understanding what their income is going to be and whether or not there's any child support or perhaps an alimony component that will be included in that analysis as well. And you and I frequently, Wendy, have talked about this idea of setting priorities because part of being realistic is understanding we might not be able to get the whole of everything we want, but if we start prioritizing A, B, and C of what we want, we might be able to be more thoughtful in addressing how we go about things because we have priorities set and we know what we should start with and what will follow. I think that's an excellent point, Paya. And one of the things that I've found with most of my clients, I would say 90% of them, they don't want the same things. So if you can understand what each of the parties want to get out of the divorce process and help them to both achieve the goals that are most important to them, then they're willing to negotiate on the smaller things more effectively and not get so stuck in those things. I think that's a really great point. And Wendy, we've, we frequently have talked about other tools people can use. Sometimes a therapist can be helpful. Co-parenting counseling has become a really big idea and a great tool that's helpful for people to start addressing the realistic expectations 
if you were married to someone and the marriage didn't work, there might be elements of their parenting that you don't agree with. And where is it realistic that change is possible? And what are the things you may begin to need to know? That's the way that person parents. It's different than how you parent, but you both can do your own thing and the children can end up being fine if you are okay and and act okay with the situation. I think that is an excellent point. I think to focus on the children and not focus on your different parenting skills is critical. I also think that it's important to choose your battles carefully and to focus on the big picture and not get so stuck on some of the details. I may have shared this story with you in the past, but I had a couple that was already in retirement. They had over $2 million worth of assets that were being divided. We got to the very end of their mediation and they were arguing over a $20 toaster. So not to focus on that little thing, but to focus on the big picture and to be able to move on in a, a healthy direction is very important. That's a, that's a great example and a great point you make. When people are considering realistic expectations and looking at what is realistic for my financial future, if someone, for instance, has been a stay-at-home mom and we are looking at the big question of alimony, which we know is based on one person's need and the payor's ability to pay, where would you start with that person that's trying to realistically assess what life might look like post-divorce and whether alimony is a term that will be addressed in their divorce process. That can be one of the most difficult scenarios that I've encountered. And I find that there are some people that are embracing moving forward and getting back into the workforce. I like to refer them to a career coach that can help them to do that. And again, it's helping them to understand that their life is going to change and that the alimony component in most cases is designed to be rehabilitative in nature to help them find a way to become self-sufficient and not rely on their, their ex-spouse forever. And so again, it's helping them to, to be able to clearly see that what they're asking for is not something that the other party can afford to do. And it gets incredibly difficult sometimes where there are still children involved. If they're having to pay both child support and alimony, that gets very difficult sometimes. It's a great point. And I find that the financial affidavit is a great starting point to really focus in on the monthly expenses, this idea of alimony and what are our needs and what is somebody else's ability to pay really lives in the weeds and the details of what do we need monthly. That's right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Also, it's helpful in that scenario to, again, remind them that this is the lifestyle that you've enjoyed up to this point, but it is changing going forward. So understanding that you're going to have to make some changes and curb some of these expenses is an eye-opening experience for people at, at times. They don't realize how much money they spend on going out or shopping or eating out at restaurants and things of that nature. So helping them to drill into that and understand that and to actually give them a budget that they can work with going forward is exceedingly helpful. Well, Wendy, we always like to do takeaways at the end, and I think we've hit on one of our takeaways, which is 
the first step of realistic expectations is priority setting and understanding that if you can begin to think about what's most important to you, you will leave this process more satisfied and feeling more complete. And that takes a certain amount of focus. Absolutely. And sometimes that is showing them what that financial picture will look like a few years down the road so that they can embrace a revised happily ever after, if you will, that it, it change can be a good thing. I love that a revised happily ever after, because that really is what everyone is looking to get to, to understand that post-divorce, it's a new journey and there will be light. It will be a challenging process, but you can get to that if you can do this intentional problem solving and crafting a process and going through a lot of these steps that we talk about. Absolutely. Do you have a second takeaway? I do. We can't fix the past, but we can facilitate a path to a better future. And again, I think we both see a lot of people that come in scared and uncertain and don't understand the process that they're going to have to go through or what their future is going to look like. And if we can give them some clarity and help them to understand what that could look like for them, it helps them to embrace the future rather than to be afraid of it. I think that's so well said. And my third takeaway would be that really considering the cost-benefit analysis as you work through the process puts you in a realistic place because it's really meaningful to consider if there's value in continuing to disagree or could compromise be more valuable. And really narrowing in on what are the issues that we're disagreeing about? Is this emotional? Is this practical? How can I get unstuck? And always looking for those creative options to break free, to move forward. Absolutely. Choosing your battles carefully is another way to put that, to focus on the big picture rather than some of those small details. If you'd like more information from us on a topic, we would love to hear from you so we can craft future podcasts. Please contact us. My contact information is at coslolaw.com. And I am at mitchellhayes.net. Thank you.